Shalom, family. Hello, ladies. Hello, gentlemen. This is Navia Kara. And on this beautiful, and can I say beautiful, Sunday night, we're in the building, family. This show is about staying thankful and grateful. Let's talk about the movie Stone. Pillow. I want to share something with you, family, because we were talking yesterday in the Vinton show that there was a a touching movie that um, a young lady wanted me to take an interest in, and I had the opportunity to stay up until almost one o'clock this morning watching this. Um, wonderful, touching movie. Um, and I'm really happy that I I was able to stay up and watch it because it really touched my heart. It really touched my spirit. And it really gave me a better look, out, look at life um, and where we are in life. Um, not that I'm not appreciating the way things is right now, but it kind of made me look at life completely different when I watched this movie to like one o'clock this morning. So the movie that I took an interest on, it's called Stone Pillow. And I don't know if you, um, this might be a little too far left for everybody, but this movie was filmed back in the eighties. Um, And the person that portrayed this particular person, she's no longer living, but she's um, a wonderful actress. I used to um, watch her when I was a kid. Um, Her name was Lucille Ball, and um, she had her own show called I Love Lucy a long time ago. Well... To my knowledge, when I did a little bit of background on this movie after I watched it, this this particular woman was in her 70s when she filmed this movie. So she was acting even up until she passed. Okay, This woman hadn't stopped working, right? That's how much she liked working and doing films, right? But to get to where I'm trying to um, explain to you is that let me give you a little history behind the movie, and then I'll go into what I got out of the movie, right? So there's a social worker in this movie by the name of Carrie. Um, this movie is filmed in New York, right? Not one of the best parts of New York, Manhattan. <laughs> um, I've been to New York, but I've never like really been in New York, like some of the grungy parts of New York, but... Apparently, this movie was filmed in New York back in the 80s. Um, and it was a, it's a social worker by the name of Carrie. And um, she, she begins her career as a social worker, right? Just out of school. So she's kind of like a baby out of school into social working. And what she really wants to do is she wants to make a difference in the world. So 
instead of like, you know, most people want to be social workers for kids and troubled youth, she decides to be a social worker for um, like people that are homeless. Right. So. um, So she learns um, she wants to learn like how the life, how, you know, homeless life is um, living in really like in New York City, right, for homeless people, right? So she meets up with an elderly woman named Floribel, right, which is who Lucille Ball portrays in this movie, right? But what she, but um, what happens in this movie is that she makes it known that she wants, um, you know, Floribel is like this older homeless woman and, you know, she's kind of set in her ways. She kind of like does her own thing, And she has kind of routine of how she's been getting by as a homeless person. Right. So when Carrie approaches Flora Bell, she kind of makes it known she doesn't want company Carrie's company. Um, She doesn't need help from her. Um, And Flora Bell walks around um, the streets of New York City with this cart. But it's not just any cart. This cart has her whole life in it. Everything from pictures of people that was close to her in her life to like just small little trinkets or tinkets that she's had from certain people that she lost or had in her life. Right. So she keeps a lot of that stuff in her cart. Right. So um, Carrie pretends like she's this runaway person, like she's like run. She's like been put out in the streets. Um, of New York and Manhattan and she doesn't, you know, know, you know, how to get by as a homeless person. Right. So she doesn't come off as being a social worker. She kind of like, you know, stretches the truth to Flora Bell and doesn't tell her the truth of her real identity. Right. So at this particular time, so Flora Bell is kind of like a mother figure to Carrie. So she kind of like helps her. She kind of shows her the ropes about um, the life of being a homeless person in the streets of New York City. And then, um, so Carrie pretends to continue to play along, you know, with Flora Bell to make her feel like, um, you know, she's this runaway. So Flora Bell kind of takes her to some of these restaurants where like in the back where they, you know, throw food out and she kind of like shows her what's the good food and what's the bad food and where's the best places to sleep and where's the worst places to sleep and where's the good areas of New York City and what's the bad areas of New York City. She kind of like, you know, kind of shows her around. Right. So Flora even goes to the point where she um, tells her about painful memories about her past life, which is something that Flora Bell has never mentioned to other people. Right. And I think the reason why Flora Bell takes a liking to Carrie is because she reminds her some hers from some she Carrie reminds Flora Bell of someone from her past. And I'll go into where where I'm going to go when when I get done with just giving you a kind of breakdown of the movie. Right. So then they go to like a bus terminal out in New York City for the night. But um they um the police don't let them stay there. They throw them out. And then um 
so then they try to go to like <laughs> um like a stairwell and sleep and then police come with their bats and hit on the little fence and make them get up and leave so they're like you know basically from pillow to post right um so then Florbell um goes to a woman's shelter some place she has gone to in the past and has hated to go. So then <laughs> things get kind of rowdy there and Florabelle gets put out for something she doesn't even do is other stuff that other people that was in the woman's shelter do. And Carrie's like walking the streets of, um, I think it's like Brooklyn. Um, and um, <laughs> she really doesn't like, um, so she has to end up finding her way from Brooklyn to back to Manhattan. Right. Um, and um, then when she does find her way back, um, she gets to Manhattan and she's looking for the young lady, Carrie, um, because she had left Carrie by herself with her cart. Um, and these guys had kind of like tried to like have their way with her. But they ended up the other homeless people kind of protected Carrie and got her away. So she ended up going to the shelter where Carrie was, but she didn't know that Carrie actually worked there, right? So to her surprise, Carrie um, was found out, right? Because she's seen Carrie walking in regular clothes and she wasn't work walking in homeless people clothes anymore, right? So she was very upset with Carrie, right? Um, so Carrie feels bad for not, you know, telling um, Flora Bell about her real identity and um, she tries to find Flora, Flora Bell and there's a place in Manhattan that Flora Bell usually sleeps. It's like on a, like next to a, like a produce place because I guess in New York they have places where they like sell fresh fruit and um, they have like a produce stand that's like outside and like next to this produce stand there's a, um, a vent where Flora Bell sleeps on. Um, where that vent was basically pull, pushes up warm air. So she sleeps on it with a actual plastic bag family, right, to keep herself warm. So when her and one of the other, when Carrie and one of the other social workers go to look for Flora Bell, they find someone laying in that same spot where Flora Bell usually lays, and they just assume that it's Flora Bell and she's not alive, but come to find out they see Flora Bell across the street yelling and um then um you know ends up being a good movie at the end so I'm gonna give you my breakdown of what happened with the movie and what I got out of the movie and that's the reason why I named my show um staying thankful and grateful because we're at a time and we're in a we're in a really bad time in our life right now right um, with the cost of living, with inflation, with everything that's going on in the world, we are surrounded by so many evil, wicked ass people. And, you know, I've, I myself have seen like homeless people walk around and you never know what someone's story is. Um, but what I got out of this movie family and what made me want to talk about this movie tonight is because a lot of things 
that we bitch and we gripe about and a lot of things that we take for granted in the world, most people can't have. Most people wish they had um, to be able to live in a home in a home where it's warm, to be able to eat, to be able to work, be to be able to take care of themselves. Most people can't do that. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background on this movie of what I got from this movie. When I mentioned that the lady, Flora Bell, had expressed some painful memories of her past, what she mentioned to the social worker, Carrie, was that Flora Bell was a regular person like all of us, right? She had a husband. She had a child. um, She lived on a farm. um, She had a nice life. But something had changed in her life, right? Something had shifted in her life where um, she kind of had so much like a mental breakdown, okay? So she had to end up being hospitalized for a minute. And she's thinking, okay, I'm hospitalized. My husband and my son is going to be there when I get back, right? Well, Flora Bell gets back to her home and her husband and her son is gone. Okay. So what has happened is Flora Bell's husband left her and took their son with him. So after that, Flora Bell fell on hard times. Um, She had jobs, but a lot of the jobs didn't pay her enough. Because I guess the cost of living in New York is very expensive. For those of you that have lived in New York would probably agree. Um, And I don't know what the cost of living would have been back in the 80s. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, I was just a kid at the time. But um, I could imagine it could have been pricey. Um, Even for, you know, someone um, that is trying to make it. Because I think Lucille Ball was like around the age of my mom. But... So um, times were tough then, right? So she was trying to get by working just little jobs here and little jobs there. And I think she was collecting like a Social Security check or or some type of check. And um, then that check stopped um, because the place she was living at, she got thrown out because she wasn't making enough money to pay the rent. Um, So if she doesn't have an address, she can't get a check. Right. It's not kind of like how it is now where, you know, you get a Social Security check and it goes on your little card and you can get a direct deposit into your bank. Right. Um, They were given physical checks back in the day. Right. So no address, no check. Right. So she had to result to um, being homeless. And she had went and stayed at a lot of women's shelters. She had, was explaining to Carrie, the social worker, but she didn't like the way they were treating women in the shelters. She didn't like the food. She didn't like how um, they would like treat them very poorly and, um, you know, act like um, they were doing them a favor by letting them come there and stay. Um, she was really used to just being an independent person and she felt like her life had changed and her life had shifted. So she resulted to being homeless. 
So everything that was in Flora Bell's cart was memories of her husband and memories of her son. So when she took a liking to Carrie, which was the social worker, was because Carrie reminded her so much of her son that she no longer was able to see again. And at that time that she had met Carrie, her son was probably maybe Carrie's age or a little bit older. So for all them years, she missed out on her son's childhood because her son was taken away. So what I'm getting at, family, is this. We never know what someone's story is. We never know what someone's journey is, right? All of us, too, have our own story. And all of us, too, have our own journey, right? Especially a lot of us that's in this truth. But what I'm getting at is this. We take so much for granted in this world. And yes, we live in a real fucked up, evil ass world. But there are so many people that don't have the abilities that we have at this point. Now, you know, I always say, hey, we got to go and we got to work for the man. And, and I know we do. Right. We have no choice at this point. Right. Until we can do better and, you know, make more money for ourselves and, you know, continue to keep working with our gifts and our and what Yahweh has given us. But a lot of us have an option to go and take money and just buy food. You know, you can go get you a meal. Um, no problem, right? You work, take your money, go buy something to eat. There are people in this world right now that don't have that ability. Um, a lot of people have to eat out the the trash cans. Um, some people don't have shoes. Um, in this movie, the, the lady was showing Carrie how to put um, newspaper in her shoes. So when it gets cold, it keeps her feet warm. And it keeps her shoes from from breaking down and and tearing up. Right. So she would tear off newspaper and she would stuff them in her shoes to keep her feet warm. Right. A lot of little tricks she was showing Carrie because she was taking Carrie upon her wing. Like, you know, she was a young homeless runaway or young homeless girl that had got put out. So she was portraying. But. What I'm getting from the movie is a lot of things in life we take for granted. A lot of things in life we are not thankful and grateful for. A lot of things in life we bitch and we complain and we, we gripe and we hate. And we, we talk about people and we put people down, but we don't look at what we have, right? You're, you might not be in a situation where you want to be, but I'm going to tell you something. Having a place to live, having food on your table, being able to eat, being able to shower, being able to wash your hair, being able to have all your feminine and, and, and feminine hygiene products and, and all males, all your, your personal hygiene products is what you would call a luxury. There are so many people that don't have that luxury. There are so many people that's living in this world right now that don't have the luxury that we have, right? 
And a lot of times we we complain and we bitch and we gripe. But we don't look at what we just the little shit we do have. It might not be a lot. But it's something right. Um, A lot of us have goals and ambitions and and things that we want to pursue. And, And I tell you wholeheartedly. Definitely pursue those things because that's what's going to keep you motivated and that's what's going to keep you going, especially being in this truth because we're around so many wicked people. But when I look at this movie and I look at these rude and evil and these crazy ass people out in this world. And I say to myself, a lot of these fucking people out in this world is a home is a paycheck away from being fucking homeless them damn selves. A lot of these people are a paycheck away from being on the fucking street. So when when you work around some of these people that that give you shit at work, that act like they all that and a bag of chips and some dip. Don't take the shit lightly. Don't don't get in your feelings and, and get and take the shit personal, because at the end of the day. They ask to be in that same situation, right? And that's why, you know, I try to humble myself so much now, more now than I ever have in my life, because I've been in tough situations. I've been at the bottom of the barrel in my life where I was working my ass off and I had to go to pantries and eat. Not some of the best food, because sometimes in them pantries, they don't give you the the best shit. Sometimes them donuts don't be fresh. Sometimes them motherfuckers be stale and you got to pick through the take the stale ones out and eat the fresh ones. I know what that is like. I know what that's like to have to borrow from this bill to pay this bill. I know what it's like to have to make shit happen. So that your family can have something. I know what that's like. But this movie basically moved me because of the fact that we all should be so grateful. We shouldn't even be taking food and throwing the shit in the trash. Because there's people that can't even afford a fucking steak. They can't afford a fucking chicken breast. They can't afford shit. If you go to the store right now, maybe, and you spend $100, you might get two bags of groceries. Maybe three if you're lucky, if the shit don't sell. Right? Maybe. That's just squeezing it. If you're getting, like, you know, shit, shit that's on sale. And it depends on the store you're going to. I personally, when I shop, I kind of shop around. Um... I don't go to just one store. Like I go to different stores because I'm trying to get the best deal ever. Um, so if I have to go to two or three stores to get better deals, then I'm going to do it. And it's always it's all the stores are in my vicinity. So it's not like I have to drive far out to get the sales that I need. But I'm more or less a thrifty shopper these days because of shit being so expensive and high. But you run into so many people that are so rude and so mean and so hateful. And it's like 
you ain't gonna always have it that fucking good. You can be brought down a notch. And to me, this movie is a a reminder of how grateful and thankful we all should be in the situations that we're in. First of all, we're in this truth. Yahweh chose a lot of us to be in this truth, and he took us out of a lot of fucked up, bad situations in our life. Some of our situations were worse and horrible than others. Some of us was living in bad areas. We was living around gang violence. We was living around bad people that was doing bad shit and wanted us to participate and felt like because we was changing, something was wrong with us and we weren't down anymore. So we had to uproot and move, leave states, go somewhere else, right? Some of us was in bad relationships where we were with horrible people. Or some of us just wanted to change our life for the good and not continue to be bad. But whatever situation that was, we had an opportunity to change ourselves for the good. And when you enter into this truth, this is not something you play with. This is not something you like say, hey, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to be on this truth for two months and then I'm going to just jump my ass back in the world. No, this is something you take serious. This is a serious, tight rope that you're on. Because not only are you trying to better yourself, but you're showing Yahweh that you're trusting him to continue to keep bringing you through and you're showing him that you are grateful and thankful for him bringing you out of the fucked up situation you was in before you got in this truth. So a a lot of us that are not serious in the truth, it it makes me shake my head because I'm like, I wouldn't let anyone discourage me to the point where I'm going to fall off because of somebody else's negativity and their their back backbiting comments and shit that they say because people are gonna be fucking ignorant regardless. Who gives a shit? Right? We can't change people, but we can change ourselves, right? But what I got out of this movie family is that and what moved me in this movie was how the connection this younger lady had with this older woman she had a motherly connection with this woman like she wanted to help her because this woman was like 60 something years old in this movie. She portrayed a 65 year old woman that was out in these awful streets of New York. And some of you that know Manhattan and some of you that know Brooklyn, like I, I know Brooklyn, but I know the nicer part of Brooklyn, like Park Slope. <laughs> I don't know the other part. Don't want to know it. I might have passed by slowly, fast. I'm like, Push, push the gas. Keep going. Right. But a lot of you that are from that, those areas in New York or have know people from New York knows that's a bad. Those are bad areas. And what this one woman wanted to do in this movie is she wanted to make a difference. She wanted to save her. She wanted to rescue this woman and put her in a better place because there were so many older people that was dying in the streets and being 
treated like shit in the streets by younger people. Even back in the 80s, you had younger kids tormenting elderly people, even like they fucking doing now. You know how you see the shit on World Star and kids beating up old ass people? Are you fucking serious? She's old enough to be your grandma. Are you do, or do you have no fucking filter? Seriously? But even then, that was that same shit was going on. Okay? You had younger people tormenting older people that was homeless. Taking their carts, taking stuff out their cart, pushing them, stealing from them. How are you going to steal from a homeless person? Are you, what the hell is wrong with you? Seriously? You ain't got nothing else to do? Go get a job, right? And this was back in the 80s, this shit was happening. Sounds like deja vu because the shit's happening again, right? It's just 10 times worse. Does that make sense? So this woman wanted to make a difference by changing someone's life because she felt like if I'm going to get in this position where I'm a social worker and I'm helping, I'm here to, be out in these streets of New York City. I want to see what it's like to be a homeless person. But not only do I want to see what it's like to be a homeless person, but I want to see what I can do to change this woman's life to get her off the streets so that she can have a home. This woman liked to have a garden. She loved fresh fruit. This woman (laughs) would... Make sure she had like garlic. She would eat with garlic. You know, she ate healthy. She wasn't your regular homeless person. She would take drops of iodine. She said, iodine is good for for you you keep your iron up. She would get carrots because some guys would um that had like the fruit store next to where she would sleep. They would put, you know, carrots and stuff out. She said, hey. That carrot fell on the ground. You don't want that. They said, you want it? She said, yes. Yeah. So she washed it off. She had a little um, peeled potato slicer she kept with her. And she take that bad stuff off that carrot and she eat that carrot. She said, carrot's good for your eyes. This woman wasn't just any type of homeless person. She was a healthy homeless person that liked to eat healthy. And she liked to take care of herself. And I think that's why she was able to withstand the test of time being in those streets of New York City, which was very hard. And a lot of older people in her same situation wasn't able to withstand that, right? But what I'm getting back to telling you is Carrie, the social worker, took a a real big liking to her and wanted to save her. And she did everything in her heart to save this woman. So at the end of the movie... And this is what touched me so much was that she she was able to save her. She found her a nice cottage in a nicer part of New York City. And this wasn't just any cottage like it had a big yard where she could grow her vegetables like she used to do back in the day. And the first thing Miss Laura Bell did when she got to this cottage was she went in and she looked inside the cottage And she went out to the ground and she got on her knees on the ground and she picked up the dirt and she smelt the dirt. Because she said the dirt was so 
it had a beautiful sweet smell and she said she always wanted to grow fresh vegetables cuz she that's what she used to do when her son was little it was you know and it was her her husband and her son and she wanted to get back to that so that ending of that movie really touched me and moved me because not only was this a movie just about homeless people right but it was a it was a movie movie about trying to save someone's life this woman was a younger woman but she wanted to try to understand the homeless population and she took a liking to one individual that was homeless and she made a difference in that woman's life and she helped her she saved her she brought her back to life so that she could have a better life and i remember doing stuff like that because i remember when we moved a lot of our stuff um we couldn't take a lot of our stuff when we moved so we were get, we we wanted to give people favor cuz a lot of people don't have stuff right people don't have shit and we had a couple couples come and um get a few things cuz we had like a garage sale we was like doing a garage sale and some stuff we couldn't sell at the garage sale. I think I had like a lot of baby clothes and I had like a lot of furniture stuff. Just a little odds and ends. So my husband gave gave people, you know, gave favor to certain families. And I feel like when you do that and you give favor to other people that are less fortunate, you're sowing a seed. Like you're you're actually opening up, giving more favor and letting Yahweh know that your heart is in the right place, that you're not a mean, envious or selfish person. Like you're a real giving person that will give to to your heart spiritually to people that need. Right. So before we moved, we had gave we you know, we gave favor to a lot of people. Was a young lady that lived way downtown Colorado Springs. She came way uptown where we stayed to get like tables and lamps that we were giving her. You know, we weren't going to charge her, you know, but she came all the way to our home and got it, you know. And I just feel like when you do things like that, you get so much more back when you give, right? Because you never know someone's story and you never know what someone's going through. You don't never know, you know, if somebody just lost their job or they've been out of their work for a few months or they've been at a job for six years and they just automatically laid them off with no notice. Because jobs do shit like that. You know what I mean? So when you can help somebody. In a spiritual and positive way, it helps you in the end. And that's what I got from that movie. I got that this woman, this young woman, wanted to really make a difference in someone's life and help them. That was the whole purpose of her becoming a social worker. That was the whole purpose of her going to school and doing what she did was to help somebody. And she was able to do that. And, you know, people at her job was like, fighting her against it. Like, don't do that. She's homeless. Let her go. 
Don't bother her, you know. And she's, she was persistent. She was like, no, we, she forgot her cart here because she had left her cart with all her belongings um, at the social worker office because they took all of them on a bus to go to the, to the um, homeless woman, women's shelter in Brooklyn, someplace she didn't want to go. So she had called around trying to find her. You know, she was like, I want her to know her cart's still here. Because I had all her personal belongings in it. You know, it was like her whole life was in that cart. And she finally found her. And she was fi- was able to give her her cart. And she was able to talk to her and apologize to her for not telling her, you know, the truth about who she really was. But she ended up allowing her, you know, Flora Bell ended up allowing this young lady to help her. And to get her off the streets and to get her into a better life. Um, And for that, there's so many spiritual people out here in this world that we have no idea of who they are. And those spiritual people come in your life for not just a season, but for a reason. And sometimes it might just be to come in your life to give you good advice. Or it might just come in your life to, you know, make a difference. If you're having a down day or, you know, you just never know what people can do for you. Not everybody in this wicked ass world is wicked, right? There are some good people out here. It just depends on the situation or where you're at, you know. Um, but this was a very touching movie. That I watched. I'm telling you, family, I was so into this movie. I was up till (laughs) one o'clock this morning watching this movie because it really moved me. And I just have like this this heart when it comes to older people. And it maybe it's just because it reminds me so much of my mom. But um, I just loved how she really went so far to help this woman. When people would were like dogging her not to do it, they were like even like the places where this older lady was sleeping. They were like, "Oh, let her go, let her let her be out in the street." It was like people were even then were just rude as hell. You know that's that's why I try to explain to you, family. People gonna be rude because it's been people been rude way before we was even thought of. Hell, people was rude when we was. Fucking kids back in the 80s. Right? So you think people going to stop being rude now? And it's the turn of the century or it's 2022? No. They're going to be just more up-notch rude. More up-notch nasty. More up-notched assholes. But as long as you know what your purpose is in life. And as long as you know what you need to do to keep your life right. And keep yourself sane and keep yourself focused and what you need to do to keep your head where it needs to be. That's all that matters at the end of the day, family, because you can't stop people, but you can fix yourself. And what you can do is just be a better you. And I think that's why I like this movie so much, because this woman wasn't just this social worker that was just an asshole. She was a social worker with a caring heart and a caring spirit. And that 
heart and spirit save someone else's life and put them in a better situation. And there are so many people out here in that this world that are like that. And a lot of times we cross paths with certain people like that. We might just cross paths with people like this for just a t- one second or maybe 30 minutes. But I'm a, I have to give a shout out to the young lady that gave that told me to watch this movie. And she had told me, she said, after I watched this movie, it made me. It made me not bitch and gripe about anything, right? It made me not complain about shit (laughs) because I should be so grateful and so thankful for whatever situation I'm in. And this woman that I had talked to had lost her job. She had been on her job for six years and they downsized and they laid her off. She had no more work. And... You know, she's older, trying to find work. But she had the most positive spirit, even though she was going through that. And she's the one that told me to watch this movie. And I'm so happy I did because we should be so grateful and thankful in the situation we are in. You know, that what we have, it might not be a lot, but... (laughs) You could be living on the street. You could be eating out of trash cans. You could be sleeping in an alley, worrying if somebody going to rape you or molest you or sex traffic you. But you have a home to stay in. And for that, I am so thankful and grateful for Yahweh. Right? My job ain't the best, (laughs) but it ain't the worst. And for now, this is what I have to do until Yahweh has something else better for me, right? And I'm going to continue to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to continue to keep doing my podcast and I'm going to continue to keep doing my shows. If there's something else he wants me to do, then he's going to give me that green light and I'm going to pursue it. Like there are things that a lot of you are pursuing and I give all of you big ups for that because I support my people, Right? To my sister Antoinette, keep it going with your body butters and all of your skin products. To my sister Danita, continue to keep going with trying to make a difference and get people some work because people need good jobs. And, you know, to my sister that just came in here, Mystical. Is it Mystical? Is it? I hope I ain't saying your name wrong, but they're starting to. You know, a poetry podcast that sounds very enlightening, right? That's very, it's a twist. I like that. Um, kind of puts me in the mind of Love Jones, that movie that I like so much. But big ups to you, right? And to everyone else that is in the chat room and outside the chat room that's trying to do something bigger and better for yourselves. Continue to keep pushing forward. But do not take things in life for granted because you are on this journey for a reason, not a season, because a season is just short lived. A reason is for a long period of time. Right. And during this journey, you're going to you're going to cross paths with people that have spiritual 
minds and and Yahweh's going to put he's going to touch those people's spirit and give you a message through them. And the message that he gives you is going to have you sitting back like. Is this person talking to me? But it's going to give you just a reminder of what you need to continue to keep doing for yourself. And that happens to me from day to day, family. I get reminders of what I need to continue to do for myself, for my family, for me to be a better me and a better person, right? And I've, I can't just stop what I'm doing right now. I just can't because I've come too far to stop. Giving up is just the easy part. But you know what the hardest part is? Keep going. The hardest part is getting through it. People give up easily. But the hardest part is continually going through that damn journey. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to continue to keep going through this journey because this is what I need to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I have to do. Because when I do these shows, I'm touching somebody somewhere. At some particular time, I'm changing somebody's life of what might come out of my mouth and what might what what I might say. This show tonight might be touching somebody spiritually, mentally, and physically. And they might be going through some shit right now. And what I said tonight might just be a reminder and a motivation to con- make them to continue to keep going forward. You just don't know how powerful being a spiritual person can be. You have no idea how powerful your spiritual words can be to someone else. That's why it's so important that you stay in this truth and you don't get blinded and sidetracked by the ignorance and dumb, dumb shit that goes on in this world and anyone else that is talking bullshit because they life ain't the way they want it to be. We are all in control of our own fucking destinies. We all have the key to our own life. I can't go on your journey and tell you what the hell to do. I can give you advice, but I can't tell you. You are the one that holds the key to that. The ball is in your court, like I tell everybody all the time. I can give you advice. I can tell you. But we all grown-ass adults. I can't make nobody in this chat room or no one outside this chat room do shit. I can give you a message. I can keep it positive, but sometimes I might have to go out of character. But that just be me. (laughs) I can't always stay subtle all the time because then I just be lying to you. Right. But what I'm getting from is this. We all have a past But our past doesn't have to always be our future. We learn from our past. We learn to have a better future by the past things that we've 
had to go through. And you were taken on this journey for a reason to do something better in your future. I have to definitely give a shout out to Brother Cal because I've been listening to his shows a lot. And his shows are very uplifting. His shows are very to the point. Um, and I'm so thankful and grateful for Brother Cal because he's so humble with the way he presents himself and the way he speaks and the way he talks and articulates things. Um, and I wish him nothing but better and better opportunities in his shows and that he reaches more and more people. I really do, because we have to definitely, like I said, again, encourage each other. And that's what it's about. It's not about being in this truth, hating on no damn body, because no one's better than anybody up in here. We are here to encourage and uplift each other because that's what we do. We're family in this spiritual circle that we're in. We're family in this truth. And because we're family in this truth, that's what spiritual families do is we uplift each other. Because you know what? If we don't uplift each other, then we got to might as well jump our ass back on in the damn world with the two thirds with the hating ass people that we just got rid of. Right? So I try to encourage people as much as I can. I try to uplift people as much as I can because that's what it's all about. We never know what someone's going through from day to day. But if you can say something to make somebody's day, week, month, or year, then you've done something. And that's what I try to do from day to day because I feel like I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for what I do have. And it might not be much, but it's enough for me at this time. And I'm going to continue to keep my faith up and I'm going to continue to stay prayed up while I'm in this truth. Because I was not this person years ago. And I have to be able to show my gratitude to Yahweh for what he's done for me because he brought me out of a lot. And doing this is showing him that I'm thankful. Doing this is showing him that I'm grateful. And how much gratitude that I've given him because this wasn't easy. And he has not given up on me. And I say this all the time on my shows, family. Anytime you can leave your palace, which is your home, and you can go out in this wicked-ass world around these wicked-ass people, you can go into traffic, you can go to the grocery store, you can stop and get gas, go get you something to eat, and get, go get to work on time with no problem, get off work, go in fucked-up traffic, go by the grocery store, Maybe go to the gas station. Somebody cut you off and still make it home safely. Who got you? You don't got you. So who you think got you? So who do we have to have? We have to have him if he got us. And we have to definitely keep that in our mind every time we leave. 
Because I think a lot of times we forget. How you think you getting to work and how you think you getting your ass home? You ain't doing it. Who else you think doing it? It ain't you. So who else you think doing it? So we have to give him so much gratitude and thankfulness and gratefulness for what he has done for us from our past to our future. And we might be going through some shaky times right now, but you know what? You get through it. He got you. When we go through shaky times, it's a lesson behind it. It's a purpose behind it. You're going through something for a reason. It's a reason. It's a purpose. Nothing's just happening to you just to be happening to you. It's a reason behind it. And you might not understand at the time that it's happening. But at the end of the day, it'll make sense. And that's why I always tell you, no matter what I go through, I'm going to always give honor to Yahweh forever, ever, 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 ever. Right? Because if it wasn't for Yahweh, Allah, him and Yah and his son, Yahweh, Ben Yahweh, huh? I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And neither would you. So if anybody deserves gratitude right now, I think it's them. Right? So, you know, if you guys ever, if you have Prime, I would definitely... um, Check out the movie Stone Pillow. Get time on your busy schedules. I know a lot of you are busy. I know a lot of you have work. But check it out. It's a must-see. It's a movie to see. And it definitely will lift your spirits. It will definitely have you looking at life like I don't need to be talking. I don't need to be complaining about shit. (laughs) I don't need to be complaining about nothing. Right? Because I can eat a hot meal. I can go wash myself. I can sleep in a warm bed. I ain't got nobody telling me, here's some soap, go wash yourself. Here's some food that's awful. Here's some clothes. Here's a bed that somebody else has slept in. You have that luxury of having your own bed, your own place, your own space. Some people don't, right? And some people that are in those situations, there's a story behind why they're in that situation. I don't know if I, to- if I told you, if my husband told you, he had a guy come up to him one day in a store. I think he was going to the store and the guy wanted him. He wanted some, I guess he wanted some some food or something. And my husband the guy had told him, hey, I'll, I'll draw you a picture because I guess he could draw real good. Um, and, you know, I'll draw you a picture if you could give me something to eat. My husband said he went and took that man in the, in the store and bought him groceries. Had him pick out whatever he wanted and he bought him groceries. 
And he said, you know why I helped him? And I said, well, why? He said, because that man had a humble spirit. His spirit was very humble. He was very humble. And he said he didn't just eat any type of food. He said he was like a healthy homeless person. Like he had all the food he had me get for him was healthy. So at some point in that man's life, he had a healthy way of living and something must have happened in his life to change his life. So if you can do stuff like that, and I ain't saying going out here and help every homeless person, right? I'm not, I'm not telling everybody to do that. I'm saying that people will come in your life for just a tiny second, right? And they might just come in your life just to give you a message. It ain't always about, okay, go buy somebody something to eat. But what I'm getting at is people will come in your life for a second, just to give you a message, just to give you a motivation or just to let you see how life is and where your life is, where their life is and where your life is. Right. And to give you a learning lesson like, OK, look what this person has and what I have. It's like a lesson. Right. And, you know. I was so proud of my husband for doing that, you know. And he was like, yeah, I didn't mind helping him. You know, you just know certain people you can do and certain people you can't, right? But I think that was a few months back my husband had did that, you know. And we always try to, you know, do that. Because, you know, we've been there. We have been there ourselves. Not to that point. But hey, we weren't too far we weren't too far behind. <laughs> right? Anytime you gotta go to anytime you gotta go to um a pantry, you ain't no you ain't you maybe a couple of paychecks away from it. Right. So that's why I'm thankful. That's why I'm grateful. And that's why I'm humble. And that's why, you know, I'm going to continue to keep doing these shows and I'm going to continue to keep um, pressing forward and I'm never going to give up because I know that I'm not being given up on. And I'm going to continue to keep doing what is right in the eyes of Yahweh because I have to. Right. That's what I'm supposed to do. And that's what I'm going to continue to do no matter what. Because ain't nobody stopping my shine. You can stop your damn shine, but you ain't stopping me, honey, because I'm going to shine. I got a light on me that you wish you had on you. And a lot of times you can't worry about people's light. But my light going to continue to shine bright because I know where I've been. And I know where I'm at. And I know there's so much more that Yahweh has in store for me. And there's so much more that he wants me to do while he has me here on this earth. So while he has me here, I'm going to continue to keep doing what he wants me to do. And that's touch people's lives. That's be a, to be a, you know, an inspiration for someone that's having a not so pleasant day. Or, you know, get someone through 
a tough time that they might be going through, you know, because we all have it. We could not live in this wicked ass world without having some type of tough time. And that's why we do these shows. That's why I do my show. That's why I do my venting shows, because I'm like, it's not always got to be negative. We can talk about some positive stuff. Bring it on. I want to hear it. But I have these shows because I want you all to have some type of outlet to go to, because when you in this truth, not everybody gets you. Not everybody understands you for the person that you are and the person you've changed to be. Because a lot of people you know are still stuck out in that world and they're two-thirds. And they want you to join the two-third. They want you to be two team two-third. But you like, no, I'm team Yahweh. You can be two team the team two-third, but I'm gonna be team Yahweh. So it's hard being on this journey. But for me, I wouldn't have it any other way. So I hope that this show tonight really touched a lot of you. I hope that you will have a chance to, you know, definitely, um, you know, check that movie out, Stone Pillow. It's on Amazon Prime if you have Prime. Definitely check it out. If you can't check it out tonight, you don't have to because I know a lot of us got to get up tomorrow and go work for the man. And I think my husband will be having his um, yeah, tomorrow he has his scripture. So it shows Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then he's going to take off for a month and then he's going to come back. But I want y'all all to know that I will still be here on Saturdays and Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am not going anywhere. I am still here. My husband just has so much more that he wants to do. And, you know, y'all still got Brother Cal. Still got mystical. She's still, I don't know if you did, you're doing your podcast yet. If you are, let me know, like, you know, put something up to let me know so I can maybe pop in and listen to one of your shows. I know Brother Seven is doing his. Um, so we have more spiritual people that are still doing shows. And I know every now and then the visionaries will do shows, which I try to listen to as much as I can. Um, but we all, there are more outlets, right? So um, I will definitely be in the building tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tampa time, because I have to, you know, keep that spiritualness going. Um, And I know a lot of you will be there as well. Um, But yes, family, I will definitely still be here, right? I will still continue to have my shows. I am not stopping Still going to go on this journey no matter what, no matter how tired I get coming here, puffing, huffing and puffing because I'm tired, but I'm going to still do it because I know this is what I need to be. Right. I want you all to know that we are all super spiritual heroes and we have our shield and we have our spear and we're ready to fight whenever we have to, when we have to. But for now, since this is a season and a year of cray cray, and this is really coming up on some season of cray cray, because this is coming up on the season of wickedness at the end of this month. Wicked, wicked. The month of wicked. So really going to be some cray crays out. 
So definitely keep your pepper spray on hand. Check. Taser on hand. Check. And if you got to get you a little (laughs) pocket knife, check. Because there's some crazy ass people in this world. And they really going to be out at the end of this month and next month. Because that's when the two pagan holidays come up. So that's when we, they re, the wicked going to really show their face. But what we going to do, we going to stay awake. We going to stay aware. And we going to keep our eyes peeled. And we going to walk around with our ears closed. We going to walk around with our ears open. And we going to keep our eyes off the phone while we walking so people won't just jack us. But we going to stay we're going to be looking around. We're going to be watching our surroundings, watching our cars, making sure people ain't doing stuff to our cars and putting stuff on our cars. We're going to just, we're we going to be our own investigators. These last two months of this year, family, are going to be crucial. You think you've seen something? You ain't seen shit yet. <laughs> November, December gonna be, gonna be, gonna give you some shit. That's gonna that's gonna be the that's gonna be the biggest test. Is November, December, because those are the two paganist holidays, and that's when people go crazy. Okay, so if you ain't if you ain't had your faith tested, wait till November. Hell, wait till the end of this month. It's going to happen. But even when it does, keep, keep strong. Don't, don't break. It's like I tell y'all, y'all in this race to the fullest, either going to lay down, eat that piece of cake and drink that blue soda, or you're going to say, fuck that cake, fuck that soda. I'm going to keep running till I get to the finish line because there's something good for me, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about pressing forward and never giving up while you're in this truth. Because there are going to be a lot of distractions. There are going to be a lot of people that come in your life to try to veer you off and say little shit, to throw you off and gossip and talk shit. But don't get involved in it. Keep it moving. Because you're so close. And that's when things start to happen, when you're so close to where you need to be in your life. Okay, so I want you all to have a wonderful night. I want you to have a positive night. A lot of us have to get up tomorrow early. Um, If you are still doing your sticky notes, because I still do mine, um, you know, definitely say a prayer in the morning before you hit the floor. Get up in the morning, read your motivational sticky notes in the bathroom on your glass before you start your day. And then just just put it out there before you get up. I'm going to have a positive day. Today's going to be a positive day. All day, every day. You put that in, you put that in existence. It's going to work for you. I promise you. Right. You got to put it out there. You have to claim it. Right. You heard the saying, claim it in the shores. Put it out there. Okay, because that's what's going to get you through faith over fear 
is the best thing ever. And your faith is more powerful than the fear. Okay? Know that. Stay prayed up. Stay faith up. And as long as you're doing that, everything else is uncivilized. Right? So I wish you all a wonderful night. A positive week. I will all I will see all of you tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tampa time for the scriptures. My husband will be doing them for the next three days. And Saturday and Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will still be here for my shows. And in, and in the midst of that, I'll still be listening to all my other podcasters and Brother Cal. And um, we got this family. We got this. We stronger than we think we are, right? A lot of us are more stronger than numbers. So keep your faith up and stay prayed up. And I'm um, going to, one of my family members had mentioned that they, he has a liking for classical music, instrumental. So per request, I have some classical instrumental music that I'm going to play for you um, per your request. <laughs> And um, yes, have a very positive week, right? We got this family. We super spiritual heroes. We team Yahweh. We rolling with Yah and um, have a positive week and a wonderful night. I'm thinking, (sighs) what am I thinking tonight? I'm thinking a motivational movie. Fine. If y'all don't get to watch that movie, I told you. Find a movie that motivates you to continue to keep going. Right. And in the sometime this week, definitely watch that movie Stone Pillow. And if you get a chance to, let's talk about it a little bit next week on Saturday. Until then, peace and favor. Barakatha. And hey, we got this family. We 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 stronger than we, we think we are. All right. So much love to all of you and thank you all again for tuning in and thank you for your support.